Really, man, that's very encouraging, right? It's very encouraging to know that our Savior Jesus Christ doesn't fail us. And how many times you failed the Lord? How many times you have disappointed the Lord? But never one time that He fails you. You know that. Amen? Because of that, we know we can succeed. We know we can still serve Him. And I praise the Lord that my God is not like me. Is not like all of us. I praise the Lord that He is God and always God. And He is God who does not fail. Amen? This morning, I want to speak a message, the God who never fails. The God who never fails. I'm going to use the three verses on the screen. And I will be showing to you three men in the Bible. These men are great men. And yet these men are, main, are, are men of failures. They, are, they have failures in life. They have, you know, they, they fail God and... They, they, they haven't sinned against God, but the Lord God does not fail them. Let's go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 31, this morning. Deuteronomy 31, we'll read verse number 6, then we'll jump to Joshua 23, verse 14, and First Chronicles 28, verse number 20. Deuteronomy 31, verse number 6. I request everyone to stand in respect to the reading of God's word. Now look at what the scripture says. Now this is God talking to Moses. Of course, Moses was the writer of the book of Deuteronomy. Look at what the scripture says. Be strong and with a good carriage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord a God, He it is that go with thee. Now watch this, the last phrase. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Go to the book of Joshua 23. The book of Joshua 23 verse number 14. Jesuit 23, verse number 14. The Bible says, And behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and all your souls that not one thing had failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you, all are come to pass unto you. And that one thing hath failed thereof. Go to the book of First Chronicles 28. First Chronicles chapter number 28. Please. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse number 20. 
1 Chronicles 28, verse number 20. Now, this is David encouraging his son Solomon in verse 20. And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong, and have a good courage, and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. Now listen to this. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until there was finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. The God who never fails. Father, thank you for your people. Lord, they are here this morning because they want to hear from you. Lord, you're the one that would give instruction. You're the one that will give guidance. You're the one that would speak to your people. Father God, help us this morning that we have an open hearts, ready mind to receive your message this morning. Thank you for everyone. Sweet Holy Spirit of God, I commit to you my life and your message. Please help me as I preach this in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. History reveals that the smartest of men had their failures. Basamang history, history reveals even the smartest men had their failures. Most of the 1,093 inventions of Thomas Edison were failures. You know, this man was an inventor. But 1,093 of his inventions were failures. Albert Einstein failed his entrance exams when attempting to enter the university. He failed. Henry Ford failed to put a reverse gear in his first car. This man experienced failure. But you know, because of failures, you find this Ford company around the world. Abraham Lincoln was defeated seven times when running for various political offices. But in one day, he became the president of America. In the Bible, we also find that the Bible reveals different men at their best situation. You find still that they have failures. Makita nato, when Adam and Eve were created of God, although in the state of innocence, Adam and Eve, the ancestors of the human race, filled the Garden of Eden. Righteous Noah, after the flood, gave way to fleshly tendencies after the flood. Abraham, known for his great faith, became prey to unbelief in the time of famine when they went to Egypt. So we find even the great man Abraham in the Bible 
had failure. Moses, he is called the meekest of men. We find Moses give way to anger and wrath because of the stubbornness of God's people. Another man in the Bible, his name was David. David, a man after God's own heart, broke God's heart with an idolatrous relationship. David was a great man, but David had failures. Now, when we look to God, however, we're not confronted with failure at any point. Magtanaw ko sa tao, men have failures. But when you look to God, God has no failures. He is God who never fails. He never fails because He is totally perfect being. As the Lord Jesus Christ taught His disciples, He said, Your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. We're serving a perfect God. We're serving a God who does not fail. So, kung imunta naon ang iyang divine person, there is no slight of alteration in his conduct or action. Therefore, our God can never fail in any capacity. Ang atong nabasa this morning are three Old Testament personalities, all just before their deaths, called attention to this divine characteristic. Now, in this brief yet important study this morning, let's occupy our thoughts with their testimonies. Now, if you look at this, these three men had a testimony declaring to us this morning that our God doesn't fail. And I'm glad that I serve a God who does not fail. Because He doesn't fail, beloved, I know I can serve God and follow God and be the person who wants me to be if I would only follow what it says in the Word of God. The God who never fails. Now, first of all, we'll talk in the person of Moses. Now, atong tanahon, nag-isulti ni Moses in Deuteronomy 31, verse number 6. Be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth not go with thee, He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, first of all, notice God never fails in helping His people. God never fails in helping His people. Now, this emphasis is given in the patriarch final sermon recorded in the book of Deuteronomy. I'm talking about the patriarch Moses. Now, if you look at this, said, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of those people that would hinder you and stop you and uh, to enter the promised land. He said, For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth not go with thee, 
He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. You know what God, what Moses is saying? The Lord is guiding you. The Lord will be protecting you. The Lord will not fail you. The Lord will not fail you. Now, that is a wonderful thing to know, beloved, that our God never fails in helping His people. And everything that we do for God, we know God will be helping us. Now, first of all, notice this. He helps His people to be faithful. He helps His people to be faithful. Because God is faithful and unfailing. His children are commanded to be strong and over good courage. We are commanded to be strong. Why? He will help us. He will strengthen us. He will give us the strength to continue what He wanted us to accomplish in this life. Now, the word strong indicates to prevail or to hold. And the words courage or good courage are very similar, suggesting to be strong or to be hard. In other words, if you ought to be strong and be committed to God because He will not fail you. Are you listening? Now, when we have this pandemic, I just cling to the Word of God. There were prediction after prediction, discouraging words after discouraging words. You know, people would say, do not have the assembly because you are going to hurt your ministry. Do not have the assembly because one offense would destroy everything in your ministry. Now, you need to make your own choice. Either you would listen to man or listen to God. And makaigsunan, ang nindot ni mo makita, once you listen to the Word of God, the Word of God gives you the promise. It gives you the promise that once you listen to God, the Lord would be helping you. God would help His people that His people would be faithful to Him. So the Bible says, let us magnify God in our life. We ought to be strong and be committed. Why? Because He will help us to be faithful. Napasabot magsono, walang anak sa Diyos na dili pwede na dili mag-faithful sa Gino because the Lord is helping us to be faithful. The Lord is going to help us. Moses said, don't be afraid of them for the Lord is God. He it is that that go with thee. He will go with thee. He will not fail thee. He will not forsake thee. God will be helping His people so that we would be faithful. Whatever happens in our life, always remember this, it is always the will of God for us to be faithful. To be faithful in everything that we do for Him. Be faithful in church. Be faithful in your commitment. Be faithful in the Lord. And this is the will of God. God never fails in helping His people. Even in this pandemic, He will help his people. He helps his people be faithful. Not only that, number letter B, he helps his people to overcome fear. To overcome fear. When we're facing Karon Megzon, we are controlled by fear. Now, this is, you notice, this is doubly emphasized in the phrase in verse number. Uh, Verse number 6 in Deuteronomy 31. It was emphasized twice. Notice what the scripture says. Be strong and of a good courage. 
Fear not. Nor be afraid of them. Now, it was emphasized twice. God said, Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, He it is that go with thee, He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God, the Bible says, Fear not, nor be afraid of them. Now, if you notice very carefully, He helps us to overcome fear. Now, these words reminds us that there is no cause for dread, no reason to be terrified, for the Lord is with us, His people. He will help us. He will not fail. He will not forsake, nor leave, or abandon us. Rather, He will help us. He will aid us. We need not to abandon hope, for the Lord will not abandon us. On the other concept in the text is that, dili dapat nga ang kahadlok is the one controlling us. Are you listening? Oh, tanawin na to, I was asking people, kaya karon gi-require na sa ang face shield, di ba? Dapat may face shield daw. Nakatapay face mask, may face shield ka pa. Gi-required man is a gathering of uh, uh, sa church like this. I was asking, asking people, they said, Marag wala man gi-announce, Pastor. Now, nakatapay face mask, nakatapay face shield. Ano man, mahadlo ka mamatay eh. Hadlo ka matakdan. Now, I, I do not know if that face shield would help. I do not know if that face mask would help. Now, for sure, on the scientific study, it would help. But at least this, the one helping us is God. Don't forget about that. The Lord is helping His people. And, and therefore, we ought not to allow this spirit of fear to control us. If you are being controlled by fear, you cannot serve God the way He wants you to serve Him. So therefore, beloved, it's important that we understand God never fails in helping His people. Now, I do not know your struggle. I do not know your problem. I do not know what giant you're facing this morning. But let me remind you, if you're a child of God, God never fails in helping you. God is there to help you. God is there to encourage you. The Lord is there to sustain you. Now, nakagikabanga, nakadiscouragement, you are really down in your spirit and you have no one to depend. You have no one to even trust. But when you come to God, when you pray to the Lord, you pour out everything to God, after you've done praying, you feel that God is with you. I've experienced that many, many times. When I drop myself before the Lord, when I give everything to God and simply open my life to the Lord, I feel the presence of God working in my life. There is this bit, my son. God is listening to all of us. Why? He promised that He is with us. He is guiding us. He will be helping us. He helps us to be faithful. He, help, he helps us to overcome fear. Now, I do not know what fear you are facing this morning. But let me remind you, the scripture says, He is not leaving you. He will not abandon you. 
Therefore, a child of God would always exercise hope in the Lord. Why? He will surely help us. He helps us to be faithful. He helps us to overcome fear. Not only to overcome fear and to be faithful, but also He helps us to go forward. To go forward. Now look at what the scripture says again. The verse is encouraging us to go forward. Now, to the people of God, to the nation of Israel, to the children of Israel, this exhortation is given in the light of the people entering into the, Can the Canaan land. They are in transit and they are going somewhere. Now, and the promise is, the Bible says, The Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. Now, the Bible says, He will go with thee. Sometimes you don't know the way, you don't know what to do, what decision you are going to make, but listen to what the Bible says. He will help you go forward. You know, the people wants us to simply do nothing for the Lord. You know, this COVID-19, this could be an instrument of the enemy to hinder us, to stop us. Now, our own failures could be used by the enemy to stop us and do nothing for God. I remember when, when Peter, when Apostle Peter denied the Lord three times. And I believe the worst sin that ever committed was the sin of denial that you know the Lord Jesus Christ. When he was asked if he was with Christ, he denied the Lord three times. And he even cursed that he did not know the man. Remember the story? You find that in Luke 22. Peter denied the Lord. And then he realized later on that he failed God. I believe Peter was a very serious servant of God and he wants to serve God with all of his best. He, want, he wants to serve God with all sincerity. And I believe he was serious with his Lord. Even all of his men who deny you, but I will not deny you, Lord. I will die for you. And this is the reason why Christ was arrested by the enemy. He got his sword and smote the hero of Malchus. Why? He wants to protect the Lord. Peter was so committed. But do you remember what Jesus Christ said to Peter? Before the clock. Before the God will throw three times. Before the God will throw, you won't deny me three times. You know, Peter denied the Lord. And he was so disappointed that he denied his anger. In John 21, Peter went back to his own life. He went back to the sea, got his boat, and went missing. And the Bible says he thought all night. And the Bible says, he caught nothing. The life of Peter was a life of failure. He was so discouraged, down. But you remember when Jesus Christ, when he arose from the grave, the first person that he visited, the first person that he went to encourage, was a part of Peter. Remember what Peter 
we had a disciple, we were fishing all night. The Lord Jesus Christ was there at the seashore waiting for Peter and other disciples. It was already morning when they got back to the seashore. Remember what the Lord was asking Peter? He said, Peter, do you hate us? And he said, no. And then, when they get on the boat, the Lord was already cooking for them. He was preparing a meal for them. And then while they were eating and having the fellowship, the Lord Jesus Christ asked Peter, Peter, lovest thou me more than this? He asked Peter three times. And you remember what Peter was saying, Lord, you know that I love you. You know that I love you. And then later on, Peter realized on the deepness of the Christian of the Lord, and the Lord Jesus Christ was asking the divine love that he wants from Peter. And he said, Peter, do you really love me the way I love you? You experience my love, and I give my life to you. You know what the Lord was saying, Peter? Do you love me the way I love you? I give you my life because I love you. Remember what the Lord said, if you really love me, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Do you know what the Lord is saying, Peter? Go forward. You just started here at the seashore, Galilee. Go forward. How many times our failures hinders us that they go forward? But I'm glad that our God is a giver in dealing with us. You know, Peter committed the worst sin. I believe to deny God and the curse that you know God that is that the worst sin, the innocent. You remember when Christ came at the seashore of Galilee, and you know this, and I believe the others, the Lord did not give you Peter. The Lord didn't spoke Peter, but the Lord inherits Peter. God knows his failures. God knows the struggle of Peter. And the only thing God, the Lord Jesus Christ wants to see, he wants to see Peter going forward. Now I didn't know as I understand it this morning, but I want to encourage you this morning. God never fails in helping you. He will help you to be faithful. He will help you to overcome your fear. And He will help you to go forward. You know what God said? Feed my sheep. Let us see, Peter. You're no longer qualified to follow me. Peter, you're no longer qualified to preach my word because you failed me. But you cannot find it in the word of God. God said, the Lord Jesus Christ said, feed my sheep. When somebody like that this morning, that God is not closing the doors of opportunity to serve you in spite of your failures. Are you listening? Why? Our God never fails. God never fails in helping these people. You find here that the Lord wants to see His children, the people of Israel, to go forward. Because this is the desire of God.
forward. Beloved, let us go forward for God. Because as you go forward, you will reach the destination, the plan of God for your life. Because He is the one guiding you. Our God never fails. God never fails in helping His people. Never do. In the book Jasper 23, verse number 13, first we find that God never fails in helping His people. Here in Jasper 23, verse 14, God never fails in keeping His promises. Look at Jasper 23, verse number 14. This is the statement was given by Moses in regard to his faithfulness in the future. And just what reflects upon God's faithfulness in the past. And this is what he said in Jesuit 23, verse number 14. And behold, this day, I'm going the way of all the earth. Ye you know in all your hearts and in your souls that that one thing had filled of, of all the good things which the Lord of God spake concerning you. Now watch this. All are come to pass after you, and that one thing have filled their all. You know, just was saying, this is what Moses said in the past from God. And Jesus said, and it's true that God did not fail even one thing about his promise. Here we are confronted with several truths about the promises of the Lord. When God made the promise, He will always fulfill His promise. God never fails in keeping His promises. But let us first of all, God will consistently do what He sees He will do. Do you agree that? God will consistently do what He says He will do. The substance of this testimony seems to be that we can't count on God's word. Beloved, the word of God can be trusted. The word of God, beloved, is the word of God that we must trust and believe. This is His word. God will, will uh, consistently do what He says He will do. When God said He will not forsake you, it's true. When God says He will protect you, it's true. When God says He will keep His promise, it is always true. Why? God will consistently do what He says He will do. Just to say, that one thing that God will You see that. He simply reiterated the, the faithfulness of God that Moses mentioned. And he said, all are come to pass unto you. He said, all are come to pass. You might get that in the last verse. All are come to pass. And that one thing have filled their all. Now I want you to see again the verse. And behold, this day, I'm going away all the earth. And you know, in all your hearts, and in all your souls, that not one thing had filled of all the things which the Lord that spake concerning you. Now look at the last verse. All are come to us 
with all the blessings tinuod ang gisulti sa Gino ganimigson sa panahon sa kalisod basta magmatinumanon ta sa Dios why our god does not fail he will not fail us god never fails in keeping his promises god will consistently do what he says he will promises are as good as his never failing person. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse number 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. And remember, the first day that I gave my life to Jesus Christ, I was thinking, how I can preach the word, how I can serve the Lord. But my son, when I read about this verse, I said, wow, the only thing I would do is to trust the Lord, to follow the Lord, to believe what He says. Why? Faithful is He that calleth you and also will do it. I'm not the one that would reach people and save people. The Lord would do that in my behalf. I'm not the one that would build the ministry. The Lord would do that in my behalf. It's because of the faithfulness of the Lord. Are simply the blessing of God's faithfulness. Dilik ini trabaho sa tao is the work of God. Amen? Because you know, we can help anyone in a way that we can, you know, give them eternal salvation. Only God can do that. Mga kaigsunan, God is faithful in keeping His promises. God never fails in keeping His promises. God will consistently, consistently do what He says He will do. Let it be. God will completely do what He says He will do. Not only He is consistent in what He is doing, but God will completely do what He says He will do. Our God is not only faithful, He is utterly, completely entirely faithful. Do you believe that? You look at your family today, it's because of the faithfulness of God. You have all of that favor. The children that God has given to you, that is the evidence of God's faithfulness. The things that you enjoy today, that is the evidence of God's faithfulness. Folks, God is completely faithful. And He will completely do what He says He will do. Joshua twice exclaimed that the Lord had not failed even one thing. Makatistify ka ba? Makasulti ka ba? That God failed you? Never one time that God failed you. Because God has no failure. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3, verse 19, the Bible says, And Samuel, and Samuel grow, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. 
You this verse is saying that everything that God promised, He fulfilled. Walay butang ayang gisulting o wala nahitabo. Are you listening? Makaisunan, what is this? The Lord is faithful to His promise. He will keep His promises. God will consistently do what He says He will do. God will completely do what He says He will do. What is our problem many times? We don't obey God completely. But with God, said Dios, to God, I mean, to the Lord, He will completely do what He says He will do. That is the evidence how God keeps His promises. Not only He will consistently do what He says He will do. Not only He will completely do what He says He will do. But let us see, God will continually do what He says He will do. He will continue doing what He says He will do. Although Jesus was dying, he was an old man dying, he still believed that the God who had proved his faithfulness in days gone by, even in the time of Moses many years back. Now Jesus is an old man. He believed God had proved his faithfulness in days gone by. He still believed that God will prove that same faithfulness in the days ahead. In fact, he so believed it that not, he believed that, that God would continue to be faithful even sa time ngawa na siya. Anong kalibutan In chapter 23, verse number 15, in the book of Joshua, the Bible says, Therefore, it shall come to pass that as all good things are come upon you, which the Lord your God promised you. Now, Joshua said, you have this because of the promise of God. Whether God promises blessings or judgment in the past or in the future, it will come to pass. So you find, our God never fails. He never fails in helping His people. He never fails in keeping His promises. Amen? Can I give sa Biblia, He will never leave you nor forsake you. I always quote that because it's true. He will never leave us nor forsake us. That is the promise of the Lord. Amen? Number three, and last, God never fails in advancing His purposes. God never fails in advancing His purposes. You know, after explaining, now this is David now, talking to his son Solomon. After explaining to the princes, the captains, and the varied officials in Israel, that Solomon would build the house of God that he himself had hoped to build. Now, this is the desire of David. I want to build a house for my God. David felt bad that he lived, he lived in a palace, a very beautiful house. But God's presence, the Ark of the Covenant, still in the tent. 
So on this Saturday, David, I want to build a house for the Lord. But you know the story. The Lord did not allow David to build the house for him. Because David was a man of war. Ingun said, you know, David, this is a very good desire. But I will not allow you. Let your son build. So he instructed David, ang tanan sa yang anak. He prepared everything, all the materials of the temple. And this is what David said to his son Solomon. In the book of First Chronicles 28, verse number 20, David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and over good courage and do it. It means you do it. You build the temple. And then he said, Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord thy God, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. Now listen to what he said. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work of, for the service of the house of the Lord. Was David telling the truth? Yes. Did David experience this? That God did not fail him? Yes. David failed God. You know, David was called a man after God's own heart. You take the Bible. The only person in the Bible that was called a man after God's own heart was David. Who is David? Well, we know David was once a young man who killed a giant. And eventually, David became the king of Judah. David became a great man. But we also know that David committed the sin of adultery with a woman called Bathsheba. You know, Bathsheba is the wife of his trusted man, Uriah. You know, David was the person in control of everything. The Bible says, he doesn't want people to know about it. He doesn't want Uriah to know about it. When he committed adultery with Bathsheba, Bathsheba became pregnant. And he was troubled. Uriah was in the battlefield. According to the law of war, a soldier cannot come home unless the war is over. What David did, he called Abner, his captain, to bring Uriah home. So that Uriah would lie to his wife. But the Bible says Uriah did not go home. Because Uriah was a committed soldier. Uriah was the most trusted person of David. The most loyal man of David. But because of the selfishness of David... He wants Uriah 
need to know about this. You know what he did? He called Uriah. And you go home and enjoy your time with your wife. But Uriah did not go home. Uriah said, How can I enjoy my life, my time with my wife? Well, the ark of God is in the midst of the battle. The next thing David did, he invited Uriah and made him drunk. But still Uriah did not go home and sleep with his wife. Finally, David said, I have a letter for you to take back to the war. Give it to, uh, to, 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 to my captain. Uriah was holding a litter sealed by the king. And all, only the captain of the, of, of, of the army can open it. But the content of the litter was this. Put Uriah in the midst of this battle. When the enemy attacked you, command all the soldiers to withdraw and leave Uriah there until he died. You know, when I think about that, I said, wow. If I need somebody that is the one that is so loyal to you, that is Uriah. So listen, folks. Uriah did not know. But he simply obeyed his king. Went back to the war. Gave it to the captain of the, of the army. And the instruction was, put Uriah in the center of the hottest battle. And then withdraw and let him die. Uriah died. The baby in the womb of Bathsheba died too because of the sin of David. But I want you to understand this. The Lord did not change in using David. Many years back, he is talking to another son from the womb of Bathsheba. Bathsheba gave another, give another son to David, and his name is Solomon. Now, can you imagine? Try to imagine this. Solomon's mother is Bathsheba, the wife of the faithful Uriah. Try to think about this. Why God still called David a man after God's own heart? It is not because of the quality in David's life. 
It was not because of what David did to please God. He was called a man after God's own heart. Because God never fails. And sometimes you would think, Lord, you're unfair. Unta, wala na si David sa trono. But realize this, God allowed him to still serve God. What is that? God never fails in advancing His purposes. When you think about the faithfulness of God and God Himself in His person, it humbles you. It humbles you to think that He is sovereign God would use us do we fail Him. And God said, you can continue. You can do the work. It's not because of you. It's because of the favor of God. Now, if you think about that, I said, wow. This is something that would really reminds us that the greatest thing we can do in this life is to serve God. Now David is talking to his son Solomon from the womb of Bathsheba, ang asawa ni Uriah. David. You know what? David committed the sin of adultery and the sin of murder. But still God called him a man after God's own heart. Now, don't use that as an alibi or use that to do things, you know, crazy things. I'm not using that to justify sin. I'm explaining that so that all of us can see the greatness of the Lord. The issue here is not the sin of David. It's not the failures of David. I'm trying to emphasize, I'm showing to you the faithfulness of the Lord. How many times you failed God, but God's still faithful to you? How many times you sin to God, but still there for you? How many times, beloved, you have disappointed God, but never one time, God did not disappoint you. My son, that is what I'm trying to emphasize. Why? Because God never fails in advancing His purposes. God has still a plan and purpose to the life of David. Why God would choose Bathsheba to become the mother of the great man Solomon. Solomon is one of the greatest men in the Bible. The wisest man who ever lived. Ang yang mama si Bathsheba. What is that? That is the evidence of God's faithfulness.
Make sure this is not our quality. Because we have no quality in us. But it is God's sovereignty. You know, sometimes we think, Lord, I deserve your usefulness because I have the quality. No. No one deserves. No one deserves God to use us. No one. But it's because of His sovereignty. So in the sovereign plan of God, David would always be the man after God's own heart. Can you say this morning, Lord, I think you made the wrong choice. You choose the man after your own heart, the man that have committed adultery. Lord, you have committed, you have choose the man after your own heart, the man that have committed murder. Can you question God's sovereignty? That's something that you cannot really understand about God. Indeed, God is beyond understanding. But get a lesson for your life this morning. God never fails, even in your life. God never fails in advancing His purposes. Why? First of all, notice the bigness of God's purposes. The divine purposes are bigger than the people, places, and events involving those people and places. The bigness of God's purposes. I believe this. The reason God is protecting us, the reason God is preserving us, because of the bigness of His purpose in our life. Name up and on, you get lost. But why God still reaching you and bring you back to the fold? Because of the bigness of His purpose in your life. Not only that, notice the broadness of God's purposes. You know, David had been limiting the building of the temple to his era. It is evident, however, that God's purposes are much broader than man's. God's kingdom is much broader than the kingdom of David or any other kingdom. Therefore, instead of limiting himself to an age of time, this is what God explained to David. You know, David was simply thinking of things that he can do in his lifetime. But look at what God said. You can find the broadness of God's purpose. You find the bigness of God's purpose. But notice the broadness of God's purpose. Chapter 28, verse number 7. You know what David is saying? And when he said to Solomon, he said, Solomon, you would do this in your lifetime. But look at what God said. Okay? 
Brad Muatras tas a verse number 3. Okay? Just go to the verse in chapter 28, verse number 3. Now look at what the scripture says. Chapter 28, verse number 3. David would like to build the temple for God, but this is what God said. But God said unto me, Thou shalt not build a house for my name, because there was born a man of war and has shed blood. How be it, the Lord God of Israel choose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. The ruler and the house of Judah and the house of my father and among the sons of my father, he liked me to make me king over all Israel. Of all my sons, for the Lord had given me many sons. Look at what the scripture says. He had chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. And the Lord said to Solomon, And the Lord said unto me, Solomon thy son, he, he shall build my house for my courts. For I have chosen him to be my son, and I will be his father. Now, look at this. The, the plan of David was for only for his lifetime. But look at the plan of God. Broader than David's plan. You claim Solomon, Solomon is your son. But God said, Solomon now is my son. And God said, in verse number 7, Moreover, I will establish his kingdom. Look at this. Forever. Now, folks, listen. Many times we have our own plan to our children. But I want to remind you, God's plan is broader than ours. Amen? Our plan is just for this lifetime. But God's plan is always, always broader than ours. God's plan is always the best for our children. And God said to, to David, David, you said Solomon is your son. From now on, Solomon is my son. And I will establish his kingdom forever. Now the condition, if he be constant to do my commandments and my judgment as at this day. You know Solomon. Solomon became the wisest man who ever lived. The wisest man who became the richest man who ever lived. The most famous man who ever lived. Because of God's faithfulness. You know in the latter part of the life of Solomon, he failed God too. That's why he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. Because of all the failures in his life, he said, I hated life. And he said, everything is vexation to the Spirit. Everything is vanity. There is this. If you remove God in your life, everything would be nothing. Even you have everything. Once God is removed in your life, everything would be nothing. But are you not glad because of God? You can serve Him and enjoy His goodness.
God is telling David, David, I have my purpose. David has his own purpose to his son. But God said, I have a bigger purpose to your son. You know, parents, the greatest thing we can do for our children is to offer them to God. You know, I don't pressure our children to get a title. I don't pressure them by just encourage them to give their best to God. The broadness of God's purpose. Look at letter C. This is an invented word. Not, notice the believableness of God's purposes. Now, maybe you cannot find this in the dictionary, but you know what does it mean? It means you believe what God says. Now, look, what, look at what the scripture says here. In chapter 28, verse number 20, upon sharing the details of the temple to Solomon, David gave the exhortation. Now, look at what it says here. Be strong and of a good courage. Do it. He said, Solomon, do it. God is now talking to you. Do it. You know what? The best thing we can do in encouraging our people or our, our children to serve God is simply say, do it. Just serve the Lord. And then he said, fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. The truth is, Whatever the assignment in life, we can do it and finish all the work, trusting the God who never fails to advance His divine purposes. My son, let's do it. We find great people in the Bible undergone failures. However, they were able to continue and finish the race of life because they trusted God who never fails. I fail God. We have our own failures. Abraham failed God. But you know what? In spite of his failures, God used him mightily. Isaac failed God. Jacob failed God. Moses failed God. David failed God. Solomon failed God. Peter failed God. But listen, God never fails. Make sense pasabot. Gigamit ba sila sa Ginoo because they're mighty? No. Gigamit ba sila sa Ginoo because they deserve to be used? No. They were used by God. Because God never fails. Folks, listen. God can use you. You can still serve God. Because God never fails. When you think of this message, it encourages you to give your best to God and do not abuse His faithfulness in your life. Because God never fails. If he's faithful, serve him. Because he never fails. Oh, I hope this morning you would come to the altar and say, Lord, thank you that you never fail. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning?
our Father in heaven, we come to you this morning thanking you, Lord, of your goodness in our life. Lord, if I'm the one sitting there among the crowd, I will be the first person that would come to the altar to pray because I know I need this message. Forgive me, God, of all my failures. Forgive me, God, of all the things that I've done that, that have disappointed you. Oh, God, thank you that you have given us the promises. Oh, God, give us your grace that we would serve you with all our hearts, Lord. Oh, God, remove all the barriers in our hearts. We want to serve you with all our best, Lord. Help us. Thank you, Lord, that you never fail Lord, maybe there are some here this morning, they are discouraged. Or maybe they are disappointed because of their own failures. But Lord, help us to look to you. Our God does not fail. Therefore, you deserve our service. You deserve our following. You deserve our faithfulness. Dear Father, Bless our time now. Well, bow your head, closing your eyes. I would encourage you this morning to thank God that He never fails in your life. I would invite you to leave your place and thank God and commit your life to Him. I would encourage you to come straight to the altar, kneel down, and talk to Him. Would you do that? You stand to your feet and come to the altar this morning. Would you do that? Please come closer. Do I block the aisle? Let's come to the altar and kneel down. And, and let's pray. Let us pray. Let us pray together here at the altar. And let us commit our life to the Lord. God never fails. Oh, when I think of His goodness, I hate my failures. I hate of the disappointment that I brought in God's heart. I hate it. Megzon, are you not glad that in spite of you, God is still faithful to you? Sometimes the enemy would try to say, You cannot serve God. The Lord will not be interested of you. But listen, child of God, God never fails. He never fails. You put your trust to Him. You give your life to Him in a full surrender because it never fails.
Let me pray for all of you, Father. Thank you, God, for your people. And these people are kneeling here right now at the altar. Lord, uphold them to your purpose. Lord, help us that we will always remind ourselves that you never fails. Lord, help us to be more faithful to you that we would live a life that would please you, Lord. Thank you so much for the wonderful encouragement that you have given to your people and to all of us, to your church. What's over as always, Lord. Thank you for the wonderful truth that you have given to us. We love you, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen.